Part six, chapter fifteen of the Manxman. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Manxman by Sir Hall Kane. Part six, chapter fifteen. Philip did not go back to Elm Cottage. He buried Auntie Nan at the foot of his father's grave. There was no room at either side, his mother's sunken grave being on the left, and the railed tomb of his grandfather on the right. They had to remove a willow two feet nearer to the path. When all was over he returned home alone, and spent the afternoon in gathering up Auntie Nan's personal belongings, labelling some of them and locking them up in the blue room. The weather had been troubled for some days, spots had been seen on the sun, there were magnetic disturbances, and on the night before the aurora had pulsed in the northern sky. When the sun was near to sinking there was a brilliant lower sky to the west, with a bank of rolling cloud above it like a thick thatched roof, and a shaft of golden light dipping down into the sea, as if an angel had opened a door in heaven. After the sun had gone a fiery red bar stretched across the sky, and there were low rumblings of thunder. Pausing in his work to look out on the beach, Philip saw a man riding hard on horseback. It was a messenger from government offices. He drew up at the gate. A moment later the messenger was in Philip's room handing him a letter. If anybody had seen the deemster as he took that letter, he must have thought it his death warrant. A deadly pallor came to his face when he broke the seal of the envelope and drew out the contents. It was a commission from the Home Office. Philip was appointed Governor of the Isle of Man. My punishment, my punishment, he thought. The higher he rose, the lower he had to fall. It was a cruel kindness, a painful distinction, an awful penalty. Truly the steps of this Calvary were steep. Would he ever ascend it? The messenger was bowing and smirking before him. Thousand congratulations, Your Excellency. Thank you, my lad. Go downstairs. They'll give you something to eat. A moment later Gemma Lord came into the room on some pretense and hopped about like a bird. Yes, Your Excellency. No, Your Excellency. Quite so, Your Excellency. Martha came next and met Philip on the landing with a courageous smile and a curtsy. And the whole house, lately so dark and sad, seemed to lighten and to laugh, as when, after a sleepless night, you look, and lo, the daylight is on the blind. You listen, and the birds are twittering in their cages below the stairs. She will hear it too, thought Philip. He wrote her two lines of a letter, the first that he had penned since his illness. Keep up heart, dear. I will be with you soon. This, without signature or superscription, he put into an envelope and addressed. Then he went out and posted it himself. There was lightning as he returned. He felt as if he would like to wander away, down to Port Moor, and round by the caves and under the cliffs, where the seabirds scream. End of Part 6, Chapter 15